to the Hundred Dollar MBA Show. If this podcast was a piece of candy, it would definitely be dark chocolate. None of the junk, just the pure good stuff. And we give it to you daily with our 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the Hundred Dollar MBA, a complete business training and community online. I am also the person that comes up with these corny catchphrases at the start. If you want a better cash raise, tweet at us at BizRepublic on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. If you're following along, you know today is a guest teacher episode. Today we have my friend Grant Baldwin. Grant Baldwin is a professional speaker. He also has his own podcast called How Did You Get Into That? I was on his podcast recently. I had a lot, a lot of fun. We're going to put Grant's podcast in the show notes for today. That's 100mba.net slash mba177. So why is Grant here? What is he going to teach you? Well, Grant is a public speaker, but what I love about Grant is that that's what he does for a living. He's been doing it for years. That's how he brings home the proverbial bacon. And today, he's going to teach you how to get paid as a public speaker. No matter what business you're in, you can leverage what you know by getting paid as a speaker. we got a whole lot to cover, so let's get down to business. This episode of the $100 MBA show is brought to you by Nadex Binary Options Trading. As a listener to the $100 MBA show, you know how far $100 can go, and so does Nadex. With just $100, you can get started with Nadex Binary Options. You trade on whether you think the market will be above or below a certain point by a certain time. Go to nadex.com, open up a free account. That's nadex, N-A-D-E-X.com. Futures, options, and swaps trading involves risk and may not be appropriate for all investors. So like I said, regardless of what your business is all about, you have become an expert at something. Now, expert becomes this grand word, but you know more about something than other people do. And that puts you on that pedestal, that puts you on that stage where you can get paid as a speaker. It also helps you refine your craft, and you might as well get paid for it. What Grant's going to focus on today is how can you get paid as a public speaker I've reached out to Grant many times to seek his advice in this area because, as you know, I'm speaking at many places this year at conferences, and I found that he knows a whole lot about how to get booked as a speaker. I don't want to steal any of his thunder. He's the expert, so let's pass it on. Grant, take it away. Hey, everybody. This is Grant Baldwin, host of the How Did You Get Into That podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Today, I'm going to be teaching you all about how to get booked as a speaker. Let's get down to business. Here we go. All right, my friends, excited to hang out with you today, excited to get into this subject and topic that a lot of people are either incredibly terrified of or incredibly fascinated by, this idea of public speaking. I don't know what it is, but being in front of a group of people presenting is either something that you just terrifies you to no end or is just this incredible rush of a feeling. And I've been a professional speaker now for nearly a decade. I've given literally hundreds of presentations for thousands and thousands of people. I've, I've spoke to, to classrooms of a handful of people and, and presented uh, one time in an arena with over 13,000 people, which was actually pretty cool, I might add. And speaking is a great way to grow your audience or a platform. It's a, a really, it's a powerful medium to share an idea or a concept. It's an incredible tool for building relationships. And for me personally, 
It's a lot of fun. And so no wonder so many people are fascinated by this topic and I'm excited to, uh, to get into this today. So if we all agree that speaking is a great skill to possess for both personal and professional reasons, then comes the question, how do I actually get booked and preferably paid to speak? Well, I'm glad you asked, my friends. Let's get into it. Let's start with a couple of foundational questions, a couple of things I want you to consider. Number one, who do you want to speak to? If you could talk to any audience about anything, what, who would you want to talk to? Who would it be? Who is the group of, of people that gets you excited to speak to? Maybe it's students. Maybe it's teenagers. Maybe it's, uh, it's college professors. Maybe it's entrepreneurs. Maybe it's executives. Maybe it's moms. Maybe it's uh, model train enthusiasts. Maybe it's moms of model train enthusiasts. What, whoever it is, who is it that makes you say, yes, these are my people. I want to. I must talk to them. I have something that I have to say to them. So number one, who is it that you want to speak to? Number two, what is it that you want to speak about? All right. So let's assume for a second, go back to question number one. Let's assume that you could speak to that ideal audience. What would you say? It's one thing to hang out with them. It's another thing to have something to actually communicate and a lesson to actually bring to the table. So what would you want to say to this audience? What would you want to share with them that will uh, enrich their lives or to improve their businesses or to change their world in some specific way? What is it that you would want to say to them? Now, here's a little, just a little bonus tip here. This is free, okay? Just because you know who you want to talk to and what you want to talk about doesn't mean someone will actually pay you for it. There are certainly topics that the market will generally pay for and others that they generally won't. So how do you know the difference? Keep listening. How's that for a little tease? Let's keep moving on. Number three. All right, so we've covered number one, who do you want to speak to? Number two, what do you want to speak about? Number three, what makes you qualified to present on this subject? Of all of the speakers on the planet who could present on this topic, why you? Perhaps maybe, I don't know, maybe you have some fancy degree on the subject. Maybe you have some significant life experience. Uh, maybe you've produced serious results with what you want to share. The good news, though, is that you don't have to have some type of fancy or, or lengthy pedigree to be able to speak on a certain subject. You don't have to have uh, won American Idol or have been on Survivor. Uh, is that even still on? I, I don't even know. Uh, you don't have to have won a Nobel Peace Prize. You don't have to do anything like that. Uh, I remember this was a, a big concern of mine when I got started. I, I would do mostly motivational speaking, and so a lot of times people would ask me what my story was. And a lot of times what they were really asking was, what was the tragic life event that you had to overcome that makes you qualified to motivate us today? And it was just kind of like this this thing where I was like, I don't have any fancy story. You know, like a, a good friend of mine, there's a, 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 another speaker. He uh, he had cancer as a child, had his leg amputated as a kid, uh, and then has this like overcoming obstacles type of story where he went on to be uh, in the Paralympics for downhill skiing. He skis on one leg, um, and he is much better skier on one leg than I am on two. So he has this amazing story. You know, we've all heard those types of stories of, of whether it was an athlete or some type of comeback story like that, or someone who fought in war, or some significant life thing that makes it easier for them to get on stage and makes them qualified to present on a certain subject. And the fact is, is that I didn't have any fancy story and maybe you don't either. I mean, I had a couple of hiccups along the way, but nothing like newsworthy or like life altering for most, most people. And that's okay. There's value in just being a really good speaker or being able to eloquently talk about a topic. Now, as we go through these questions here, 
Again, uh, who do you want to speak to? What do you want to speak about? What makes you qualified to present on the subject? Which, uh, let me jump in here. Uh, don't worry about having to take a bunch of notes or write a bunch of things down. I'm going to send you a, uh, a PDF of all of this information, all right? So that way you won't miss out on anything. You won't lose out. Uh, so don't feel the need to uh, write it down. I'm going to send it to you and make your life a little simple. I will tell you at the end of today's episode how you can get your hands on that. So uh, now that we have an idea of what our answers are to some of these questions, and again, you, you may not know the exact details of those. That's okay. I found that the, the more you speak, the better you'll be able to answer these questions. But in the meantime, come up with some broad answers so we have somewhere to start. Now, before we start reaching out to decision makers and people that have the ability to actually book us to speak, we need a couple other like foundational marketing pieces in place. Number one, you gotta have a website. Uh, do I really have to tell you this? Like, come on, you listen to the $100 MBA. You know that you need a good website. Omar, he's taught you about this. You have to have a website. This is a, if you're serious about speaking, you must have a website. And you need to communicate on your website that you are a speaker. I am amazed at the number of people who are like, man, I want to be a speaker and I, I'm having trouble getting booked, but nowhere on their website does it say that they're a speaker. I won't know to book you. I won't consider to book you if I don't know that you're an option. So put it on your on your website. Make sure that your website communicates that you are a speaker. Second thing that you want to make sure that you have is you want to have a demo video. All right, think of a demo video kind of like a movie trailer. You know, you, you take like a 90-minute movie and you boil it down to two or three minutes of the best stuff. You can watch a movie trailer, have a pretty good idea of what the movie is about and whether or not it's, it's a fit for you. Like we've all sat in the, the theater and we saw the previews and you see trailers and immediately like, oh, that's for me, that's it. We got to see that when it comes out. And other movies that you see the trailer for and you're like, eh. This is not my cup of tea. That's fine. That's exactly what that what your demo video should be. Someone who's considering booking you should be able to look at it and be like, oh, we got to have this guy. We got to have this girl. They are perfect for our event. Or they can look at it and say, eh, you know, they're okay, but they're not, a, they're not the right fit for us. Doesn't mean you're a bad speaker. Doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's just not the right fit. And so you want your demo video to highlight that. So it should be just a short minute, short couple minutes of, of highlighting it. Just, just like your website, uh, a video is a must. You can tell a potential client that you're really, really good and that you're a good fit for their event, but they're going to want to see it themselves. Now, you may be thinking, okay, but what if I don't have, a, we don't have any footage of speaking? That's okay. You, you start with what you've got. Do you have any speaking engagements coming up? Do you like a small workshop, a Sunday school class, a boardroom presentation, whatever? You just start with what you got. My first demo video was horrendous. It was embarrassing. The lighting was bad. The audio was bad. You couldn't really see anything, but it worked. I got booked from it. And from there, I've been able to upgrade a few times. So you start with what you got, but you, you have to have a demo video. You need footage of you speaking. All right, third thing that you, you should try to have, if possible, is some testimonials. Because testimonials, they provide social proof that you know what you're doing. Now, again, I know what you're thinking. Hey, Grant, how do I get testimonials if I've never spoke before? All right. You start with what you've got. Have you given a presentation at like a work meeting or pitched a proposal or uh, I don't know, spoke at like PTA at your kid's school or something? Like any public speaking experience will work. You just have to start with what with what you've got. So try to get a couple of testimonials. Again, you don't have to have a ton. You'll get some more as we go. But just start with a few so other people can validate. Yeah, yeah, this person's a good speaker. This person's a good presenter. They would make a good fit for your event or for your conference. So now that we've got those pieces in place, we've got our website, we've got our demo video, we've got some testimonials, we've got all this put together, now we can start reaching out to some people. But before we do that, one of the things that we have to ask is, 
What are some of the conferences? What are some of the events where my people go? Where is it that my, again, go back to that original question. Who is it that I want to speak to? What I want to speak about? Then the other question would be, where do these people get together? Where are their gatherings of this group of people? When, when I started my speaking career, I focused primarily on, on marketing to existing conferences. Why? Because I knew that they already booked speakers. I, I didn't have to convince an organization who never hired a speaker that they need to spend money on me. I found it's much easier to get someone to use your service if they're already used to paying for that service in the first place. So where do your people gather? Spend some time on Google or using uh, keywords related to that. You know, if you want to find if you want to speak to financial planners, just Google Financial Planners Conference. Search for by state, you know, California Financial Planners Conference. Look by your country or, or wherever your your city, your geographical location. Look up those uh, conferences and those events where your people might gather. Now, once you've got some of that figured out, then you can actually start to reach out to people. You can start to connect with other people who may be the decision makers. Now, don't make this mistake. A lot of speakers do this where they find who the decision maker is. They find this conference they would be perfect for, and then then they send this long 37-page monologue email about why they should book you as a speaker. It's a horrible idea. Think of this like a relationship. You're starting a relationship. You're, you're reaching out to them. You're trying to find some type of, of connection there. So start a conversation with them and begin to build that rapport. Find out what their theme is. Find out what they're looking for. Find out speakers that they've had in the past. Do some of your research and then maybe offer some type of suggestion or tip. Now, in the, uh, the, the PDF that I promised you earlier, I'm going to include a a script of a conversation, like an actual email you can send out, a very short, simple email that you can use to break the ice with a a conference planner. As well, I'm going to include for you uh, four specific other tips. We're running out of time, but I want to give you some more information. So you can download four more tips as well as everything else that we covered and talked about here in a lovely, uh, beautiful PDF. You can go to uh, grantbaldwin.com slash 100MBA, 100MBA. Again, that's grantbaldwin.com slash 100MBA. Get your free PDF today. All right, my friends, this has been Grant Baldwin. I hope you enjoyed this. Hope you you learned a couple things. And if you got any questions, let me know. Grant at grantbaldwin.com. Feel free to email me anytime. Make sure, again, you stop by, you check out that free PDF. You're awesome. Today's episode is sponsored by Igloo. Igloo, the best choice when it comes to your company's intranet. Yes, an intranet, an internet for your business. Igloo is an intranet you'll actually like. It's a cloud platform that helps you do your best work. You could share files, you could do blog updates, coordinate calendars, and manage projects. It's easy to use, easy to configure, even for the most non-technical of users. And it's built using a responsive design, which means you can use everything that it has to offer on a tablet, on a mobile device. Anywhere you go, you can use your intranet. Whether you're a large enterprise stuck using SharePoint or a fast-growing business overwhelmed by apps, create an intranet that matches your brand, look, and feel will simplify how you work. And best of all, it's accessible on your phone. So sign up now and try it for free at igloosoftware.com slash MBA. That's igloo, I-G-L-O-O, software.com slash MBA. Isn't Grant such an awesome guy? You could tell he's a great teacher and a great speaker and knows his stuff when it comes to getting paid as a speaker. Make sure you check out Grant's podcast, How Did You Get Into That?, And don't forget to check out our new podcast, the Webinar Ninja Podcast. 
This podcast is really making a lot of noise. It's a different type of podcast. We talk about speaking, teaching, presenting, connecting with your audience using the platform, the webinar. I have a feeling you'll love this show. The $100 MBA show is not going anywhere. We are going to continue this show. The show keeps going strong. We love you guys. But Webinar Ninja is one of our new podcasts that we're offering. Go ahead and check it out on iTunes. Just type in Webinar Ninja in the search box and hit subscribe. Guys, I want to leave you with this. Actually, I just want to leave you with a little tip, something that I uh, found useful, something that really worked for us recently. Leading up to the launch of the Webinar Ninja podcast and our platform pre-sales, we were really, really busy, busier than normal. And I wrote about it in a post. I wrote about it in our blog. I wrote a post about how much we had to get done before launch day. And it was funny because people that sent me emails later on said, I know you're busy. So don't worry about replying now, reply whenever you can. And I found that when you're transparent and when you just share what you're doing with your audience, people really care and they actually help you out. You know, normally if I didn't write that post, people would be a bit upset if I didn't respond quickly. But if I reply with a one-liner saying, hey, thanks for your email, I will get back to you as soon as I get this thing off the ground after the launch. Uh, thanks for your patience. They understand what I'm talking about because I've included them in what's going on in our business through that blog post. So if you're in the middle of a launch, if you're in the middle of trying to get something off the ground, you're working really hard, you're focused, write about it in your blog. That way your audience can know what's going on and they can also support you and help spread the word about the launch when it goes live. All right, guys, just wanted to share that with you. Something I learned along the way. I hope it's useful. I'll check you guys in the next episode. Take care. (laughs) 